The Movie Hour, episode 234, June 12, 2013. Just a heads up, there may be some spoilers in this episode, as well as some swearing. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo's Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, and after two weeks, I still remain the host of this show. Even though there's a lot of fighting going on, going on a lot of a lot of people taking sides, I'm still here. Right? I'm on your team, by the way. I know you are. I know you are. We At have least returned, in front of your face. <laughs> we have returned in epic fashion. I'm kind of intoxicated, but I'm here as you as you just heard with co-host brother James. James, say hi. Hello. Hello. Jeff is currently absent. Might have been the leader of you know Team B, but he uh, he's still welcome to the show, but he is absent today, and uh, he will not be graduating. That's that's pretty much the rules. But uh, however, we do have our special guest host Josh joining us from the West Coast. Josh, welcome back, buddy. What's going on? Well, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a coup going on here, but everything's rocking and rolling. How's everything on your end? Uh, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's summertime. It was only 105 here today, so 105 degrees. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I live in the desert, man. I feel like. Because I think it was what it was like seventy-two today or something like that. I feel like our humid seventy-two was hotter than your hundred and five degrees. I nah, feel. I don't know about all that. I I would totally agree though. When it's like eighty-five there, it's way less comfortable than it is when it's eighty-five here. But when it's a hundred and five degrees, yeah, hundred five no, still hundred and five. The, <laughs> there's no salvation from that. There like, isn't. You're, you're doomed. There isn't. I've experienced that before at Vegas, and it's even at night. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, get me out of this hair dryer. There has been a situation like this weekend. We ended up uh, going out on a. We do a relay race every year. That's always a good time. Get trashed, and part of the well, semi part of the reason that I was not able to make it last week. But uh, good times. But it was a situation where it's so humid. You'll run and you'll be done running, and you will just sweat for the next forty-five minutes because it just takes you that long for your body to cool down with all the humidity. But that's Actually, probably my... some kind of medical condition you should have. Yeah, I was gonna say that's my normal. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of it's like, oh, my body is moving that fast. It's gonna take me an hour to recover. <laughs> that, happens, that happens to me when I walk to my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're back. Sorry for missing last week. Thank you for sticking with us, uh, listeners. Uh, we have a live listener. Z's here tonight. He's he's our favorite person in the world. He's here, and um, we have some things to talk about. It's been two weeks since our last showing, and really, other than people talking about all the video game movies coming out, or at least on Slate and some other stupid things. Um, there's not really much of mentioned. Yeah, right now there's uh you might not know this, but E3 is uh this week, James. It's like the video game event of I don't know <laughs> to tell you how out of touch I'm like. I never played that video game. That's e- becoming a movie. Weird. Three. I said E3. Three. <laughs> yeah. Electronic Entertainment Expo, Jim. Come on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jim, if if movies are your first love, Jim, what's your second love? Um. Cars. Pop Jim has been. Jim has not stopped talking about cars. Does like not stop talking about. I have to hit him every time he starts talking about cars and. Yes. Engines. I like my wheels. Um. <laughs> Micro machines. <laughs> Fashion, music, eighties. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It kind of rotates. Architecture. Depends on one my timeline of my life you're at. So. <laughs> what time? <laughs> All right, let's talk about four decades ago. What in was the your... thirty? In the dirty thirties. <laughs> Uh, four decades ago it was probably like pacifiers. Uh-huh. Right. 
<laughs> Pockies? I don't know. Well, pacifiers were like pogs to us. Like, it was the same thing for that generation. Completely true. Completely true. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, my second love would probably be video games, which is why when I go through the, the movie... Uh, the I've been in ticks. the video game doldrums, so I'm like... I can't relate right now. a thousand games you got to catch up on. I know, and I have no desire to even play If anyone's listening to this podcast and plays video games, my one recommendation... No one, no one does that. That's somewhat no recent. Somewhat recent is you gotta you got to play Dark Souls. Even though Josh hates it, you got to play Dark Souls. It's, it's worthwhile. Is this the one that you said I would hate? Yes. Okay. It's too um, realistic. Like, it tries to be too realistic. Oh, shut up, dude. You don't know what real... You don't know what realistic is. Yeah, it's dragons and the burning... Yeah, dragons and magic, pretty realistic. And it's, it's so clunky. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. The only the only game Josh really likes is Minesweeper anyway, so... Well, yeah. It's yeah. the only pure game out there. Speaking of uh, realism and clunkiness, uh, the first thing I want to start with that's not so movie-related <laughs> is Game of Thrones has wrapped up its season this week, and I was kind of talking about it on the uh, gungupit.com a little bit, but I was curious. <clears throat> I know live listeners of you doesn't want to hear about this, but... Josh, you haven't read the books. Jim, you've read two book three. Correct. And I guess with Josh first, what's like, I guess people that are listening and don't want to hear about Game of Thrones, you might want to tune out for a couple minutes, but um, without using spoilers, Josh, like what was your take? Like you've seen season three. Is it still going like super, super well compared to season one and season two? Are you still attached or did season three turn you off? I'm I'm still attached, but I think season three was a little bit weaker than season one and season two just be i think and i think it's a product of them splitting that book into into two seasons of tell of show yeah that's possible i also think they probably could have done better if they'd reversed the final two episodes of this season they I, they do that though they like to do the mega event the second to last and then kind of like the set up every yeah, yeah I guess. Epilogue. they do that every season it seems like that's true i guess that was true especially of last season yeah um yeah, I think um, knowing the books, I guess Jim, you haven't read past three. Now that you've done this, like, are you still pretty much attached to this thing, or do you think they're doing weaker than the books, or what? Um, the books are obviously better. That's one of the few times I can actually say you that. You haven't gotten to book four yet, which will be the first test. Right, right. Um, as, like, I, I do think it was weaker than the first two seasons. Uh, and I feel like it's the director's fault. I don't know if Ooh. the same person's been doing it. Like some, like I think you mentioned it in your post on the Ganga Pit. Just like some of those shots were just kind of corny. Like that shot with with Daenerys, like oh, on everyone. So terrible. I'm just like, okay, that was a little too corny. Like, and then uh, I don't know. I thought they could have executed the wedding better. No yeah. pun intended. But <laughs> still, <laughs> no, literally, no pun intended. Um, no. Yeah, I think. Uh... I don't know. I think um, going through it, I'm still going to watch watch it, and I think there are some things they've added to the TV series that I'm just not into, but um, yeah, I, long story short, I'm still going to end up watching it. I think anybody that's like, like what's, what I'm interested in are people that have seen season three and are even more pumped now after season three for season four. Uh, like It seemed like right. mixes were. Really? I was curious to hear from them. So if they hear this, they better, uh, better in answer up. Chime in. Um, next big thing. Which is big. This weekend can't be ignored. Uh, Man of Steel comes out. Mm-hmm. Which, Josh, I think you picked this as your second movie because yep. because uh, Star Wars was or Star Wars Star Trek was your first. <laughs> sorry, sorry everyone. Um, 
And Though there's going to be more Star Wars qu- coming out now that it's uh, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Don't worry Which, about it. Don't worry tons about it. of rumors running around on that too. Uh, anyhow, um, Superman coming out this weekend. It seems like this is the next question of this. Will this now be the biggest uh, movie of the summer since Star Trek? You know, didn't blow anything out of the water. Um, Iron Man did really well. Um, and I'm curious, uh, Superman coming out this weekend. Jim, you're the first one since you're such a Superman guy. And since you did like Jim, is, Jim is like our local Superman. Like, yeah, he's he our really Superman. Is. Like, he works for the news, so why not? That's right. Um, I look totally different with glasses on. Yeah, totally different. And I think that uh, you've gone through all the cycles, and you didn't mind Superman Returns. So I'm curious. This I, I did more than that actually. Which, I liked it. Yeah, right. to the chagrin of most other people. Right. So but. now you have the Zack Snyder Superman coming out this weekend. The the boy I, and I know you've seen 300. I know you've seen Watchmen. I don't know if you've seen Sucker Punch, but I have not. Um, yeah. What do you think? You think? Uh, I know we've talked about it before, but you think uh, you're gonna be out this weekend to watch it? Do you think it's gonna be any any good? Uh, I will not be out this weekend to watch it only because of my circumstances for what I'm doing this weekend. Um, because I will be out of town. Uh, but <laughs> that's super mysterious, like something that Superman. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I'm going to have to, you know, be at the Justice League meeting. But uh, no, um, I, my interest level remains about the same. I'm intrigued by this movie. Like, I want to see what they're going to do with it. Um, I am an Amy Adams fan, which kind of helps a little bit. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing Zod in the movie again and all that. So yeah, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to watch him and not think of the the cheerleader letter. So that's gonna yeah. be hilarious. Michael, because you've seen the Michael Shannon yes. already. Superman, I will cunt punt you. No, but uh <laughs> Um but yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm not excited. I, I am intrigued though. Interesting. Josh, are you gonna fly to theaters to watch this? Well, not in the same way that Jim's going to, I'm sure. <laughs> not but, literally. Uh, uh I was I was doing a little reading and uh, I saw one of our friends had posted something about how he had seen a lot of, rev- uh, I don't know whether they were critic reviews or somehow other people had seen it, but it just wasn't sounding very good. But I, I It's getting some negative it. press for sure. Yeah, could totally be wrong. So I don't. The one I'm, thing that kind of intrigues me is it seems like they explore the whole, like, what if he, you're not accepted? You know, okay, a random alien lands on our planet and we just don't embrace him with open arms like the normal Superman movie. So I'm wondering if they go with that. He's an alien. Like, you're supposed right. to shoot first and ask questions later. Right. So, like, it almost sounds like it, the public's much more mistrustful of him. So, If I run into an alien, I'm just going to assume it's going to kill me and eat my brains. That's right. So I would assume the exact opposite. He's <laughs> here to help me in every way possible. And I would just offer it, like... Benevolence, 100%. If you need to anally probe me right now to discover something about the human race, I'm your guy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what's and Jeff weird? will be happy because he looks like a human. It's weird. I'm trying to remember who I was talking with. I think I was talking to. <laughs> what? I think I was talking to a friend of the show, uh, Steve, about it. it she, he was not an Amy Adams fan. I didn't think there were people that hated Amy Adams out there. You know, I ran into somebody else that said that she's not good in movies. Like, like she was. She should just be theater or something. Yeah, I think, it, I think it was theaters. I think it was Mrs. P. Mm. I believe it. Yeah, I, believe I it. just I just saw her on uh, I don't know a Jimmy Kimmel show or something. I I'm think. I'm she's reviewing like... a movie of hers today, so yeah, no shit. She's, yeah. she's all right. Now, 
James, you were talking earlier on the like before we hop on, we pretty much bullshit about uh, you know, how many beers we've had, stuff like that. You were talking about uh theater shit earlier, like you were at the theater recently or something? Um, no, I was not at the it theater. It was something something about a pet peeve you had at the theater. Oh, yeah, it's it's more with the advertisements and it's really stupid. It's I've been seeing more and more of this uh more often and it's the movie posters for movies like outside got, outside the theater or whatever. Yeah, or just like even, you know, internet or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. Looking at a couple of, you know, just pictures of the posters and stuff. And they do it more and more often where they show the pictures of all the cast on there. And then they, like, list all the names. And they're not in the same order. And it drives me crazy. This is Oh, so you mean it's, like, not respective to the order of the pictures? That pisses you off. Yeah, you see from left to right. just like, oh, here's Ben Affleck and Amy Adams and Bruce Willis. And then when the names are written, it's Amy Adams, Ben Affleck. Like, it's mixed up. And it's just like, why not just (laughs) go Do you have a movie that you can point out as an example so we can boycott Uh, this? I I was just looking at one where to go. This terrible situation that's happening. Because that's great. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Um, okay, Olympus Has Fallen. There's one for you. Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, so you just, can't go see this movie now. I stumbled so. across it uh, on IMDb. And Aaron Eckhart is on the left, but he's right underneath Gerard Butler. Right. God. All right. I uh, I must admit. So we're just, we're just going admit, back to I think you're. I think you're getting a little out of control. A little, a little out of control with your. Uh, your I, it's a pet peeve, so I'll let it slide. Yeah, that's just a cultural, uh, cultural norm to the extreme. Like we must I'm, go I'm left, saying, right. Just go the extra mile and put them in order. Is right. There? I'm guessing. Like, I don't know. It seems like a situation where the advertising people get, have a, or like the marketing people have yeah, a, have a run- set of rules. Like you get first billing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like they just weren't on the same page, and now they had to do it this way after somebody already drew. Who gets the first billing? Russell Crowe or Mark Wahlberg? Ready to go. Wahlberg. Yeah. Okay. Period. Russell Crowe's done. That works in that one. Russell Crowe's done. He's got dead ears. He's done. Oh, see, this one doesn't work though. Who who gets <laughs> who gets first billing in in Rosario Dawson, Bruce Willis, and Josh Duhamel? Bruce Willis. The question is. Yeah, it's probably Willis. Wait, 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 wait. There's a question here? Well, the question is, like, is like Willis... If, it, if we're t- saying that this these names are put in order of that, then that's not the right order. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. Um, yeah, that I think that's a very small thing to worry about. They're, they'll take care of things. Don't like worry I about said, it. I was a I'm on your side, Jim. I'm pissed off about this. To <laughs> All <be> right. This is the last time I let him to say, hey, Jim, talk about this on the show. I am so upset right now. I know it's small. No, you're going to talk about it. All right. Here's the big question. <laughs> last last question before we move on. To movie you're out of control. Last <laughs> question before we move on to movie reviews. How dare you even bring this up? <laughs> Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> it made $97 million opening weekend. Is this surprising? 97 million. Is that high or low compared to the other ones? Um, it's just above, I think, uh, the last one. Um, doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Anyways, will Superman make more opening weekend? 97 million. Josh, you're first. I don't think so. Is it in 3D? Yeah, that's a great question of is it in 3D and is it in... Good news is Fast and Furious wasn't in 3D. Um, and I don't think it was in IMAX either. I bet Superman's in IMAX. Um, but that is a very good question. We have to get the interns on that right away. Uh, J- or, uh, Josh, what do you think? 
I don't think I don't think Superman will top that. Yeah, Superman is an IMAX 3D. I think it's been too long. First of all, the original reboot that they did just didn't end up turning out all that well. Bullshit. And it's been, yeah. and it's been too long. It's been too long. Doesn't not gonna make Since it. A Superman movie came out. Like no one's no one's like there's, there's no, no clamoring for it. Right. Like it's not like oh we got to go see the new Superman movie. James, it's an IMAX. IMAX 3D. Those are. Uh, I'm gonna go with yes. I think it will surpass it. They're looking for people are looking for a new hero. That's for sure. I, I feel like I've seen commercials, a lot more commercials for Superman than I have for. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Wait, you seen? I've hardly seen anything. Yeah, for what? If you're comparing number of commercials between Fast and Furious and Superman, I've seen more for Superman. So I'm, I'm thinking there's more publicity out there. The word is out. It's coming. Well, Fast and Furious was three weeks ago now or two weeks ago. Well, so. I'm just saying back then. Right. Commercials. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to side, even though... You're going to say dead even? Even though, yeah, it's going to be right on. <laughs> it's going to be a tie. It's going to be it's going to be 95, 97,375,000. Double zero. No, I'm going, with, I'm going with you, Jim, even though I think Josh is right. I'm going with Jim. I'm on Jim's side. It's going oh. to be more money. That's kind of a weird thing to do. I know, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it? So that's, that's how it's going to roll. Uh, handing it off, movie reviews... I went and saw Now You See Me. James, how about you start with your movies, and then I'll, I'll come in with the magic at the end, and we'll okay. work that. So, yeah, movie reviews, James Maloney. Um, yeah, I've caught two movies recently on rental. Uh, the first one is Leap Year, which is the Amy Adams movie. I you wrote a blockbuster for that? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, just curious. It's it's one of my... I still have a subscription to You Know What. Yep. And it's like one of my one movies or two movies per month or whatever I'm allowed or something. I have like the bare minimum thing. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah. Leap Year. It's a romantic comedy starring Amy Adams and Matthew Good. Um, it's Who about, doesn't play a freaky guy in this movie. No. He plays the charming scoundrelish um, Irish gentleman. That's um, weird. Yeah. Uh, and then Amy... Adams is dating Adam Scott and Adam Scott kind of plays like the not I want to say douchebag but he's not an asshole he's just kind of involved with things and his status and stuff like that so he's not there's no humor in him whatsoever you should get married Amy Adam Scott that would yeah there you go that work well, unfortunately, Matt, or Matthew Good's screwing up that uh, dream of yours because Amy Amy Adams wants him to propose. He doesn't. So then he's going to be in Ireland, and there happens to be this... I don't know if it's make-believe or not, but there happens to be this tradition it's of... make-believe. ...of uh, uh, women proposing to their man on Leap Day. So she decides to go out and surprise him and propose to him. Um, her trip gets... I don't even know what, uh, kind of gets derailed. She has to land somewhere else and then travel across country the rest of the way, which is where she runs into Matthew Good, who helps her along the way. And of course, along the way, they find out that they like each other. That tramp. That yeah. Tramp. So it's just another formulaic rom com. Um, nothing's real special about it. Uh, Amy Adams is pretty good. Um, other than that, it's pretty. So Adam Scott like shows up in the beginning, and then they, she never like meets up with him until the end and says "fuck off." That's it. Basically, she wow. she says yes, and then she has a change of heart once she realizes his double. Truth. Wow, are you serious? What a bitch! Yeah. So, so that's Leap Year. Nothing crazy. You're just watching. And enough. how many people does John Lithgow kill in this movie? Because he's in it. Uh, none. He just plays the 
father figure who's unreliable and goofy, which is right up his alley. A lot, of, um, a lot of Irish in this. What do you mean, wait, when you say right up his alley, do you mean the only thing he's ever played? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes, he, he's that guy from 30 or, no, what is it? Third Rock. Third Rock from the Sun. That's, I almost said 30 Rock. Fifth, anyway. It's the Fifth Rock. Fifth Rock from the Sun, sure. <laughs> All right, so the other movie I watched, Jack Reacher, uh, came out last year sometime. Tom Cruise action flick. Uh, basically, there is a guy who is a former army guy so he's a vet he's living in the states having a hard time coping anyway he's set up to be the fall guy for a uh a spree shooting some guy goes up into a parking garage and shoots up a bunch of people and they pin it on this guy who's Uh, they this secret group that the bad guys basically the fbi nsa could be you never know (laughs) um so anyway uh, just as he's like they find all this evidence that points right to the guy that's the the fall guy and it looks like an open and shut case and basically the guy just says hey get me jack reacher and otherwise i'm not talking or saying anything so they try and hunt down this jack reacher guy who's this former military police who's a badass and was really good at his job blah blah, blah. they find him and he comes in uh in the meantime like the police let the prisoners get overzealous with their shooter and he gets put in a coma. So he's no longer available to the movie. Police brutality? Um, kind of. More of them looking the other way while brutality happened. Anyway, so Jack Reacher comes in. Um, turns out the fall guy has a history of bad behavior. So he's just ready to like pile on and say, yeah, he did it. But he's such a great detective, you know, he's, oh, he's looking into it and make sure everything's just, you know, squared away. And then things come to light and he's not so sure anymore. Um, this movie is just a pure action movie. The plot's pretty meaningless. Um, the, the really weird part about this movie is it is literally a puzzle of different movies like they just force things in like oh, i think gonna take a chunk from this movie put it in chunk from this movie. it's Wait, chunk, like what movies? like just like just your different action films um or so there's an eraser gun pretty much in this movie <laughs> i don't know if that yeah is there a rail gun or what but it's like what about those spider bots from that sweet 80s movie? Jim, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, um, with Tom Selleck. I know yeah, yeah. what I can't Tom Selleck's mustache is in it. I don't know about Tom Selleck. That's true. But, yeah, like, it changes tone or genre quite a bit. Like, there's one scene where he's talking with the lawyer that's helping the, the fall guy, and it's set up like a noir detective film, like the way they're speaking with each other. <laughs> and then he'll switch switch gears and he's on the run and if you've seen the preview you may have, you may be familiar with the scene he's on the run and he has a scene where he like ditches a car and goes and hides in this crowd at the bus stop and the people at the bus stop like not knowing who this person is like they crowd around him to hide him and give him a hat like it's <laughs> <That's> awesome being <laughs> chased by the police and these guys are like helping him for no reason yeah. oh we got it's, this like I'd totally help him they're literally just saying this will be funny put that in the film like it doesn't matter <laughs> Um, oh that's great and then he's like a badass like the next scene like where he's just pulling the shit out of people and then there's this a silly scene the next scene like okay he comes in and he's being assaulted by two guys in a home and the two assailants like are bumping into each other and knocking each other out with their 
their weapons because they're so excited to try and beat up Tom Cruise in this tiny room. They're accidentally hitting each other and knocking each other out. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And, and then there's the classic lethal weapon ending where, okay, it's just me and the main bad guy left. All right, I've got you at gunpoint. I don't care. I'm throwing my gun down. We're going to fight. And they literally just duke it out. I don't need the gun. Yeah. yeah. I don't need the knife. But it's, not the, it's not even the bad guy who does it's the, you know, the cool, calm, collected good guy. It's like, oh, no, let's beat the shit out of each other. That's a good idea. So it ended up being the, the original guy ended up killing everybody to begin with, wasn't it? Same guy. Same guy what? did it. No, 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 it wasn't. The guy was set up. It was, it was great. How's Richard Jenkins doing in this movie? Because that's all I care about. Um, He plays the maybe I'm bad, maybe I'm not um, uh, district attorney. Okay, gotcha. I don't care about Robert Duvall. He's in it, but I don't care. I don't care. What do you mean? You, you don't care about Robert Duvall? Duvall? Oh, might have been the highlight, actually. He might have been what? The highlight. <laughs> really? He was do you like, not care about Robert Duvall? Yeah, seriously. Um, but he he ran a uh, shooting range, which was a place of frequency for the guy that was being blamed for everything. And like he came out and helped a little bit, which was stupid, but his personality was good. That's fa- that's fantastic news. But yeah, it was cookie cutter. It was quite like there is a scene where they like try and make you feel bad for everybody. Like like all the victims, they spent like seven minutes just saying oh and this is this victim and this was this victim and you're like this means nothing like it, it was it was pretty silly so before i get to recommendations are you uh familiar with the movie uh the way of the gun i am not it's i know first, like, two, I, the, the first two minutes of that movie are probably my favorite first right, two minutes of any movie yeah it's pretty hilarious um really? what, what if i threw home alone at you Ooh. That's the first ten minutes. Yeah, first the first Home Alone's got a pretty good long ten minutes of just amazingness. <laughs> uh, but Christopher McQuarrie, the writer director of both movies, and I was, I was curious if you had a, a comparison, but no, I he don't. Also, he wrote a couple things. He did Valkyrie like, too. And he have a tie to Star Wars somehow too. Does he have a tie to Star Wars? Yeah, the new one. Any of like one of the I old. don't think so. No. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, recommend either of these movies to anybody because they sound pretty bad. Oh, he wrote Usual Suspects. Yeah. Um, not particularly. No. Like you're just as. If I'm a Tom Cruise fan and I want to watch Tom Cruise and stuff, do I want to watch this movie? Um. Yeah. Let's say you're a lady in your mid forties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he takes his shirt off quite a bit, so that could be good. Um, other than that, like you're better. You're just as you're just as liable to get like a good movie if, if you roll the dice and try something else of his. So it's not awful, but yeah, I would try something else. All right. Uh, same thing for Leap Year. It's just another one of those gimmick romantic. Well, comics. if you don't like rom coms, I was kind of hoping Jeff was going to be here so I could ask him about the whole rom com thing and you know, th- is he interested in now that he's got a woman? <laughs> like you know, all that. Kind of this movie's stuff. right up your alley, Jeff. Yeah, like I wanted to get his new perspective <laughs> on things and. Dude, yeah, he has no new respect. Uh, yeah, or perspective. Um, yeah, I. Uh, if you don't like rom coms and if you don't like violence, then you can watch the movie I saw. Uh, now you see me. Just kind of like a now you see me, now you don't kind of joke about magic and illusions and tricks. That's what I. That's what I ended up watching. Tricks, Josh. You know what tricks are? Like. The prostitution kind of yeah, tricks or the regular? Things that, oh, yeah, yeah, Things yeah, that hookers yeah. do for money is the joke, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm talking about, though, <clears throat> as I continue my drink. Um, now You See Me came out this weekend, uh, and 
Superman comes out this following weekend, so you'll probably see that. But now you see me wasn't bad. It's a uh, Louis Lettier. Uh, yeah, transporter, transporter yeah. two, master, Class- master of fighting. Sidney Poitier is in this. Yeah, Sidney Poitier. That's what he said. Now you really want Jeff on the Poitier. Jeff would just lose his shit. Poitier. Starring by, and if you go by the posters, which Jim would, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, uh, pretty oh. much kind of star in it but which is interesting you also have michael kane and morgan freeman they were uh kind of big names in this the the last name that's like pretty much mentioned at all is mark ruffalo which is unfortunate because a he pretty much has the most screen time in this movie and b he's not a he's a pretty good actor i'm not I like ruffalo yeah like you know his range isn't the greatest like sometimes he's trying to act in like mad and he doesn't seem mad unless he like hulks and that's not him but that's the way some real people are too. yeah yeah that is you the know. way some real people are you are absolutely correct um but anyhow i i feel like the the marketing for this movie did him a disservice like that that could be key down the line because you know if he's still going for an incredible hulk solo film this director did the incredible hulk yeah the Edward Norton he did that one one, though right they could join forces and make the new Incredible Hulk film oh yep possible it's completely possible um so this movie which if you've seen the trailer surprise it's about magic it's about a heist you're going into it thinking this movie is just going to be kind of suspense and who like what's going on there's something tricky happening it's all about magic and stealing money and kind of like a Robin Hood ass situation of these people are taking money from banks and giving it to the poor. That's kind of how you feel from watching the trailer. But it's not. But it's not. No. Yes. It's it's about a couple things. It is about what's hilarious is if you look closely, which you're not supposed to in magic mm-hmm. closely, you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything. You're not gonna see it. Um as you go to this movie and you know you get introduced to the characters, pretty much we have four uh, people that I guess you could call magicians is Woody Harrelson. He plays like the psychic guy. Jesse Eisenberg is pretty much the all-around leader of the group. Isla Fisher is kind of like the stunt, not so much physical humor guy, but you know, it's the stunt magician. And Dave Franco, James' younger brother, uh, plays the sleight of hand guy. Is he better? Hopefully. Um, all He's you get like to see James him do Franco. in this is kind of like do some physical stuff and that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, what's, that's the interesting thing. Like out of those four people who are supposed to be like the magicians, kind of like the the head of this whole thing, Isla Fisher gets kind of like front of the show. Isla Fisher gets kind of left to the wayside. Uh, Woody Harrelson gets some spotlights, which is nice, and Jesse Jesse Eisenberg gets a little bit of it. But um, what I, I did, I don't believe that quartet at all. By the way, yeah, them working. They, they don't seem like. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jim, is they're not working together on purpose. See, you, you're, you're not found. Uh... Not found. They're four magicians that are doing their own thing, but some other guy, some mystery guy, Will Arnett, gets them all working together. No, it's not Will Arnett. <laughs> so I don't know why you brought Will Arnett, but I'm happy you did. What do you mean why? The Magician's Alliance. Come Magician's on. Magician's Alliance. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they demand to be taken very seriously. Um, gets them to pull a year, like a year-long kind of magic trick. And the whole time you're watching it, it kind of unravels like a Scooby-Doo episode because you know something's going on. And the movie's shot in a way that keeps you on edge. There's one... Here's a pet peeve. Uh, while you're watching the movie, they do a lot of 360 shooting where they'll have a actor standing still and they would track the camera around that person. You know what oh, I'm talking about? That. 
they did it for at least like it seemed like it was three minutes straight. I was like, I was gonna kill somebody. <laughs> so uh, thank you, uh, Louis Latier, for that. Uh, or Louis, Lou the dog, Louis Lot. Um, so anyhow, those four people are working together. You're trying to figure out why. There's this other guy involved or girl. You're not sure what they're doing. And the whole time, people are pointing fingers. So it's like, which character, other than the four magicians, is in on it or cheating? Or who's the big end guy? Like, who's the end game in this? So it is very Scooby-Doo, which is fine. Uh, it's kind of what you sign up for when you go to see the movie. Um, some of the shooting, as I was mentioned before, kind of bothered me. Another big bonus of this movie is, uh, and I, I know I'm going to slaughter her name, but uh, Melanie Laurent, or Loren, uh, who is also French. Who you would uh, recognize from *Inglorious Bastards*? Loved her. In She's it. cute. Um, she does great in this. And what's what's hilarious is the first three minutes I was watching her, I'm like, "What the fuck is she from?" And yes, *Inglorious oh, Bastards*. Really? Yeah. Um, and she does a great job in this. She kind of plays a little bit of a pseudo love interest, like the believer in magic. Like, hey, magic's not so bad if it makes people feel good, stuff like that. And love interest for who? Uh. She ends up being like Mark Ruffalo's partner because Mark Ruffalo plays the cop that's investigating the four horsemen is what the four magicians are called. Okay. And so he's chasing him down the entire time. And she ends up being the Interpol agent that's attached to him um, to investigate in more than one way. Yeah. More than one. There's no, there are no sex scenes in this. Let me, let me clear that up for everyone. (laughs) So now you see nothing. Oh, Isla Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) You see false advertising. Um, to explore Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman a little bit more, Morgan Freeman plays a character outside of the world of magic that plays is pretty much there to debunk all magic tricks. Like that's his role. He makes he has a TV show to debunk magic tricks. <laughs> he's the buzzkill of yeah, magic. He's the buzz- <laughs> Michael Caine plays the casino owner that ha- like pretty much backed the Four Horsemen, but the Four Horsemen end up double. Uh, Double uh, whatever, crossing? double crossing, double timing, double crossing Michael Caine and stealing 140 million from him, and Jesus. he turns yeah he turns on him and gets all pissed and tries to get Morgan Freeman to, you know, figure out what they're doing and get them arrested. Whatever you can do, end them is pretty much what this was supposed to happen. All the suspense builds up toward the end. There are some, you know, obvious camera tricks and stuff like that, and the ends up doing a pretty good job like if you're looking for a popcorn movie this works out there are some serious plot holes that you will need to ignore (laughs) and there are there are a couple funny moments one specifically being um purposely funny or i think purposely funny franco at some point who's the sleight of hand guy is fighting mark ruffalo like hand-to-hand combat really fast-paced stuff which gun jim would have the complaint that you just can't tell what the fuck's going on yeah. it's so fast and so tight shot but at some point he has he's fighting mark ruffalo off and trying to escape and he has the choice to pick uh between weapons of like a fiery like hot poker thing or a stack of cards and he gets the cards oh i hate him already gambit that's a, gambit. i hate gambit gambit's awful him in the face at mark ruffalo. i was laughing gambit is such a piece of shit superhero it's like oh i need Super, something he's an x-man he didn't have a choice yeah but of all the things you choose like oh i need something to throw at people i know cards yeah, because can... he, he's so good at throwing cards. That's the idea. Come on. Have you ever seen a guy throw a card into a watermelon? Like, yeah, I have. 
I have. It'll, it'll cut you. Know what works even better? Like throwing stars and shit. Well, he had to choose between that and like, uh, a fire, like a fire poker. I'm still talking about Gambit. I don't care about oh, Frank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gambit's not important right now. Franco's fine. Franco's fine. People that are looking for a distraction, this movie's this is worthwhile. You can check it out. Um, I might have to go Mark to the Buffalo fan. He gets a lot of a lot of attention in this, which is awesome. Jesse Eisenberg yeah, was very FBI heavy. Like it was more the solving of the crime than yeah, it was until, the, until like the four horsemen had another show. And I think they had like three shows during the movie. You don't see them all that much. Um, usually it's Mark Ruffalo dealing with one or two or three of the magicians at a time. So he's involved in all of it and the magicians are not. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, Morgan Fre- Michael Caine's barely in it. Morgan Freeman's kind of in it. Uh, and it's worthwhile. And again, popcorn movie, don't pay attention too much to the plot. Or you're going to be like, why? This doesn't even make sense. Whatever. And uh, yeah, uh, Louis Lottier, thanks for all the spinny cameras. But this is a step so, up. Watch the Titans. Is it like a like surprise ending type of movie? Yes, it is. Now, but, do they... I mean... It's completely Scooby-Doo, like left field. Like, really? Okay, That's- well... Yeah, you don't like that. I know that. Well, no, oh. actually, there were hints, and I I guessed it, but I, I... that's what my pro like my sign of a good movie like that is one where you don't really have time to like you're too involved in the movie to even think about it. Did you find yourself thinking, okay, what the hell is going to be the twist? What the hell um, is... I didn't think I didn't think to myself what the hell is going to be the twist, but I'm again, it's almost like you're when you go into this, it's like you're watching your tenth Scooby Doo episode. You know, yeah. there's going to be some want you to figure it out basically. Right, exactly. You know, there's a trick here. And you're trying to figure out who it is, and they're pointing fingers at everybody, and you have to pick. Right. That's kind of what's happening. Kind of like Clue. Kind of like Clue. It is that movie. Um, but it doesn't have multiple endings like Clue. And yeah, I think in general, uh, people I go check it out will enjoy it. Mike Ruffalo fans, check it out. Woody Harrelson has some pretty pretty key comments in it. Isla Fisher, unfortunately, friend of the show, doesn't show up too much, which is unfortunate. But all right, I have an important question. Okay. Important questions only from now on. Okay. Okay. So recently you've reviewed uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Now you see me. Olympus has fallen. But they might be your last three. I don't know. Does that, does, uh, does that sound familiar? They might be my last three. Continue. Are you going to watch all of Han Soto's movies? <laughs> Because every time you review a movie, I look up the cast list, and this guy is on here because his name looks so close to Han Solo that I see it. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't apparently know. you have this. Who's he playing un- in this movie? Uh, I don't know, like mobile command leader. <laughs> like he's like a nobody and everything, but it's just hilarious that. Nope, he's that's like the best. Movie. He's the best extra in Hollywood. Yeah, apparently he does some real work. People does some real work. Yeah, his roles include mobile command leader. Asian delivery guy, North Korean guard, male doctor, coroner, Sharon's assistant, YMCA speaker. So I still have a, a name. I'll tell you one thing. After seeing this movie, I am I am convinced I do want to see some more Melanie Laurent movies. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check her out. See what I mean, check her out her movies <laughs> and, and see what's going on. I'm go back to her apartment and check her out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's it for movie reviews. And sorry again for uh, the two-week hiatus. We will be uh, back next week, per usual. Rocking and rolling. Gunkbit.com. Kicking ass. 
Josh might even be here too if we let it slide. And Jeff, try to try to you know raise you know raise a coup, raise a coup, raise a coup could try to pull off a coup um, against me. Didn't work, but he'll be back too. He's just in the he's in the doghouse for a little while. Uh, I do have a Parker Posey play along question so for you're, us. You're not even gonna ask if I have a movie review. Do you have a movie review, Josh? No, but I had a dream with Bill Murray in it. No shit. What was were, your dream with Bill Murray? Were you going back to Dana uh, so, Barrett's apartment? Because <laughs> that'd be so a great I, time. I wish. Bill wouldn't be invited. I had a dream not. with John Stewart in it before too. I just want to match that up. All right. I'm just taking over your shit. I'm taking over your shit. Go ahead. So I was at this. Uh, I was with my sister. We were driving around, and I stopped at this golf course because I wanted to go golfing. Only I got in there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got in there, and the price of golf was like a thousand dollars. So I was like, "The hell with that!" <laughs> and all of a sudden, Bill Murray showed up. And he's like, dude, instead of golfing, you should move to Boston. And then I woke up. <laughs> so when are you moving? Oh my that god! Sign half for your ass. That was my dream. Tell me this was this wasn't even a night sleep. It was like slept at school, and that's what you dreamt of. Like, cause that. Oh, awesome. no, this was this was yesterday eve. Wow, that's a good this. dream. I like it that. Was. Dude, fuck that. Let's go to Boston. Boston you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's an omen. Should go there. Stay there. <laughs> sleep there tonight. It. Uh, genius. I love it. I love it. Um, so that's a sign. All right. Yeah. We're going out of business. <laughs> Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters, <gonna> keep... <laughs> oh. Josh was telling me earlier that he would put Ghostbusters and Tenenbaums on like, in terms of a dialogue movie, uh, I, not so much script dialogue, right? Like, yeah, those, those are on their own tier. Like they are the, the echelon of Josh, this Josh we're talking to right now. Said Ghostbusters and Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Ghostbusters for sure. Right. What else? I'm not, I'm not as high on Tenenbaums as you guys are. I'm a, I'm a... In terms of dialogue movies, what would you put really high? Um, Parker Posey, by the way. I'm just curious now. Yeah, that's like something from Quentin. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Quentin's dialogue. Oh, I I think it's good. I agree. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I, was, I don't I, think it's as witty. Movies I brought up immediately: High Fidelity, uh, Clerks. High Fidelity is good. Um, Clerks. <laughs> Like Clerks is all I hate fun. people, but I love gathering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Might have to that might be we'll do that at PPBA later. We'll do that one later. Um, mine tonight though. So Parker Posey play along question we bring up. Not so much weekly anymore. Uh, a feature here that we'll bring up at the boards. I'm going to bring up a question. They need to answer it on the show, and we'll have it at uh, gungabit.com and also on the Facebook page if you look for the movie hour. Uh, the question there to answer. High score wins. High score wins. Uh, top score and pole position. And this is actually a little bit topical. I was going through uh, the movie blurbs for the last couple weeks. And uh, I think it's this weekend. It came out actually today. Today is Wednesday. Uh, this is the end, which is a movie starring Seth Rogen, James Franco, the older Franco, um, Dan McBride, et cetera, et cetera, um, is Seth Rogen's first. It's his director world debut. It's his first movie. And, there is another movie called uh, Man of Tai Chi, which is coming out this year, supposedly at some point. It doesn't have a release date yet, which you guys probably haven't heard of because it's so cool. It's a uh, Keanu, like Keanu Reeves directorial debut, which, oh, by the God. way, looks like a total Bloodsport remake. And P.S. Prepare for a drunken feature when it comes out because I am totally going to be there. Um, is he in it? He's in it. Yep. He plays like the guy that's running the Bloodsport kind of thing. Um. <laughs> It's going to be in charge of blood sports. It's going to be great. Uh, so, 
going through all those things, and I know we've talked about directorial debuts before as the, on the Parker Posey play along, but I've got a specific question that's completely just left field style. Um, my Parker, my Parker Posey's play along question to you guys is what actor, writer, whatever, do you want to make a jump to the director? Who do you think hmm. should make a movie or direct a movie, I guess would be the best way of putting it that hasn't done it yet. Oh, I totally got this. Somebody, somebody yeah, that's... Han, Han Soto. Han Soto. <laughs> Han Soto. He's been in so many movies. He's got it. You know, so he knows the exact thing to do. Um, he's done stunts too. Holy shit! So yeah. Oh, my answer's already got. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. If they've directed like a music video, I'll like that's fine. I'm talking about. No, like... he's directed six movies. Yeah, that's that's not gonna Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he's he's he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a few. George Clooney. I think he's directed a movie or two. That's the yeah. That's gonna be a tough part of it. Is there are a lot people have directed some weird shit, even though you didn't yeah, know it. Um, so that that's the tough call, tough call situation. Um, yeah. My movie and or my movie, my uh, actor, musician, um, complete badass, who I did have to check to make sure, but he hasn't really directed anything other than his own like music documentary. Is uh, David Bowie. I think David Bowie should get because he's a fucking badass. First off, second, he'd sell tickets. Third, I'm sure the soundtrack would kick ass. And fourth, he's done enough with movies that he'd actually put together a good movie. I really think he would. And he's not getting any younger. He's getting he's catching up the gym. So we got to get him moving. And I think you know you stay active, and he might live forever. He just keeps working. So I think David Bowie should uh, make a movie. He pretty much like he didn't make labyrinth but he had his hands pretty deep into that movie so you know i think i think he could do a good job david bowie that's a good answer it is a good answer i'm happy you picked that oh wait no you didn't i did sorry yeah because you had five weeks to think of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right but it's still a good answer i appreciate it i appreciate it do you either of you have an answer right now so the other person has some time or no uh, I totally was gonna say Dolph Lundgren. He's already di- he's already directed six movies. Son of a uh, bitch, really? I got another, I got a good backup, but I gotta look up his name. I don't know his name. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Action guy. How about Jim? Uh, Jim, do you have anything? Um, my first instinct was to go for like a an actor's actor. You know, one of the one of the. The uh, person who's been into gets yeah, except for Buscemi's done movies, which I knew, and that he was the first thing that popped my head. Yep. So my backup was Paul Giamatti. Really? Has he not directed? He has not directed. Interesting. At all. Interesting. And he's done a lot, a lot of movies like of different tastes. So he's seen his fair share of everything, I think. And That's I some think terrible shit and some yeah, shit. yeah, like he's he's been in some blockbuster stuff and a lot of independent film type stuff that I like. So I think he'd have a good feel for what it takes to put together a good movie. And I think just knowing what he seems to excel at, I think I would like whatever he's working on. So, and he's totally going to be the rhino and he's in with everybody. So he should be able to pull in some talent with him. He's probably worked with a lot of fucking people at this yeah. point. That's for sure. Yeah. And he's going to be the rhino and an amazing Spider-Man too. So Is he? yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Uh, so I, I like it. Uh, Paul Giamatti, David Bowie, both pretty good picks. I love uh, the Buscemi movie that I did see that he did. I was just he does a lot weird. of TV too. Buscemi, like he just he did a lot of he did Soprano episodes and shit. I, like, I did a review of Interview. I don't know if that was his first one or not. It was very strange. Um, so Josh, have you found out your uh, uh, yeah of your guy? Yeah, uh, you. I don't. The guy. He's been in some things. You may or may not have heard of him. 
to the audience, that is. Elias Kateas. You know who I'm talking about when I say that? serious? Yeah. He would be my choice based purely on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He plays Casey Jones. Dude, yeah, he's completely bad. And he looks like the guy that's in Law & Order. I always think of that guy. Yeah. Looks just like that guy. And he's been like like, he's been in a lot of stuff. Like he's been around in a lot of things forever. Not really a lot of huge things, but he's been he's been he's been around. What's he doing now? Oh, you're talking about uh... what's he doing nowadays? Because I have no idea. Uh, he's in some things slated for this year. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're talking about Cross Maloney, the guy from Lana. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, he's been around, and I just he was in Now You See Me, apparently. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Uncredited. Yeah. Uncredited, but yeah. That's my boy. That's yeah, boy. He's pretty cool because he because he play because he plays Casey Jones. And I, my my yeah my direction for this question was based completely on that movie and how badass he is in that movie. Yeah, he is uh, completely badass in it. He has been yeah. around the block. Sub question: Do you want him to make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, or yes. maybe a hockey movie? Maybe he should make a hockey movie. Maybe he should just make like the precursor to Casey Jones movie, like how he became. Whoa, Casey prequel. Jones. Yeah, a little origin story for Casey Jones. Exactly. <laughs> Heads up. He started as a hockey player, and then all these teenage fuckwads started messing with him. And... It's never too late. It's never too late. Um, <laughs> so we have, yeah, Elias Coteus, David Bowie, Paul Giamatti. Question to you guys that are listening. If you could pick writer, actor, whoever, who hasn't directed a movie yet, if you could make them direct a movie, if you could pick them and they direct a movie... For whatever reason, that's the question. Who would it be? And that uh, question will be at the boards, gunbit.com. Also on our Facebook page in the movie hour. And yeah, that's fucking a fantastic episode. James, thank you so much for your input, buddy. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe Jeff will be here next week. Josh, thank you for being here. Yeah, certainly. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, live listeners. Sorry again for uh, the week break. And thank you guys so much for listening. The Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo's Movie Hour. Catch you next time.